All right. Hello, Shakes Pals. Happy New Year and welcome to Protest Too Much. I am your host, Stephanie Quignola, and I am so excited to have you here as we ring in a new year of our lives and of Shakespeare. Uh, somehow, 400 and I am not good at math years later, Shakespeare is still on the tips of our tongues all around the world and it blows my mind all the time and I just love it and I'm so excited that obviously you know it's the same for a lot of you too. So last week we had a special riddle episode. I'm actually going to extend the guessing deadline a week. We don't have any voting for the episode this week uh, because it's just my opinions. So I figure why not give an extra week for these forms. So if you missed last week's episode, make sure you go back and listen to the amazing streamers, podcasters, and content creators that lent their voices to our ears uh, to read some riddles that are about gifts and gift giving in Shakespeare. You can use the texts, you can do a control F search for some of the lines that I buried in there and get those guesses in because we've got some prizes and I'm so excited for them. So you can find that form on our Facebook or Twitter pages at P2M pod and the deadline will be next Wednesday at uh, midnight Eastern. So that's January 6th at midnight Eastern. And then we will announce the winner end of the week next week. So thank you to everyone who's guessed so far. We've got some really good contenders. Also, you get some bonus points for popping a review into Apple podcasts. So if you're not too sure on some of your guesses, go ahead and leave a review and give yourself some padding. Um, that's it from me for now, but you're going to hear a lot more from me in just a moment after our banging theme song. Thank you all for being here. And again, as always, if you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Welcome to Protest Too Much, a Shakespeare showdown podcast where a guest and I go head to head each week and you get to decide who wins. All right, so uh, we are done with season one, the season of romance, and it is time for me to tell you all who I would have picked to argue if it were up to me and my guests didn't have to surprise me with terrible people to argue for. Um, so I'm going to do a countdown because it's New Year's Eve and we love a good gimmick. Uh, I'm going to start with season one, episode 10, count them down to season one, episode one, uh, and then I'll yell or cheer or something and you can pop a bottle of champagne and read my blog where I drink a bottle of champagne and read a Shakespeare play. It's called Shakes and Champs. It's a trip. Um, so let's start with episode 10, which was our most recent one, and Alicia Elliott won that uh, best marriage argument for the Macbeths in an almost unanimous vote, which was pretty amazing to me. Uh, now, who would I choose for the strongest marriage in all of Shakespeare? I would choose the pages from The Merry Wives of Windsor. I think that they have such a solid understanding of each other and there's some trickery with who they want their daughter to marry which is does not align with who she wants to marry uh, in true Shakespearean fashion but in the end you know they agree that Anne's happiness is the you know that's the end goal 
and they can celebrate with her on that. And just through the whole thing, we hear a lot about how um, Frank Ford is very jealous. He's a very jealous man. And George Page is not. He's chill. He's cool. He trusts his wife implicitly. And they have such a fun kind of back and forth sometimes. They clearly like to, you know, hang out, mess around. Uh, they're well off. They're in this little village of, you know, the Real Housewives of Windsor. And they just, they seem to really trust each other and communicate well. And I think that is a really, you know, the foundational importance of marriage. Um, so I just, I think that they would be, they would be my pick for best marriage. All right. Nine. Uh, episode nine was who would win The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And I'm going to go with Mercutio for both shows, probably. He could win The Bachelor and he could win The Bachelorette. Um, he is the most charismatic. Uh, he'd make great TV. He would be so instantly charming. He would make a huge impression. There's no way he would like pass by the casting directors. They would see him and they would be like, we need him on our show. If we do not have him on our show, we can't do it. Cancel it. Cancel The Bachelorette. Um, he just would be so fun. He would be... Uh, you know, getting on other contestants' nerves. He would be messing with them. Half the other contestants would fall in love with him, too. You know, like, there would just be so much drama, and it would be such a fun season of television to watch. And I think that, like, in that situation, uh, he would maybe find some love. You know, maybe uh, with so many people, you know, you've got, what, like, 12 contestants and then the actual bachelor or bachelorette themselves, and... That's 13 people from Rikushio to get uh, close with. So I just think he would be a really great season of TV. Uh, and then seven. Nope. Eight. Uh, counting backwards <laughs> is hard. Uh, best wingman. So my vote for best wingman in all of Shakespeare is going to be Antonio. And which Antonio, you ask? All of them, because I believe that they're the same person in the Shakespeare universe progressing through their life, um, trying to find someone to love uh, and, you know, failing a lot. Um, I but I think that if we look at, you know, the the I guess mainer characters, the more main, more central characters that they've kind of paired up with or alongside, they get their girls uh in uh now all of the all of the antonio plays are gone for me uh in 12th night in the tempest we don't really see romance in the tempest or um much ado but like they're still kind of wingman and for their bros there uh venice merchant of venice the other one that he helps you know he helps him get the girl and i think that his uh underlying motivations for really uh, keeping that friendship close and taking care of the Sebastian and Bassanios. Um, I think that that, you know, there is there is love on his part there and there is true, true trust and friendship. But someone who really wants to see you happy is going to be a great pick for a wingman to really kind of talk some sense into you when you need it, but also be there to lend you his purse and all of his money. Uh, and then say, YOLO, go for it. You go 
get them and meet me at the elephant. Um, I think, I don't know. I just think the Antonio verse is a good, good wingman for anyone. Good friend for anyone too. Uh, now we're at seven. Best wooing scene. Beatrice and Benedict, 4-1, hands down. I do love nothing in this world so well as you. Is not that strange. Uh, there's crying. There's yelling. There's anger. There's frustration. It's every single emotion that these two people have felt in their entire lives uh, for each other and with each other and at each other. And it's perfect and beautiful. And I love it. Six. Best wedding. Um, I think that this might be cheating because we really get to see the wedding in the play. But Midsummer. Man, I, <laughs> uh, first of all, you've got so much happiness. You've got so many people getting married. There's so much drama. There are angry dads everywhere. There's, there's, uh, magic. You've got, like, fairies wandering around, even if we humans can't see them. They're there. You can feel that magic. I know they make their presence felt. Um, and then you get, I mean, talk about good entertainment. Like, Sometimes if you have, you know, not great entertainment, that can be more fun than uh, great, great entertainment. Obviously, the couples love to heckle, uh, which personally I find cruel. Uh, but that aside, uh, it's clearly a fun bash. You've got money. You've got partying. There's so much like love and excitement and all of that from the from the lovers. You've got just so much like readiness to to be there and get married and let's do it huge party big blowout all of greece is there i'm in i want to be there too uh five five i think uh best blind date horatio from hamlet you show up he's definitely handsome um i think that hamlet would only have attractive friends i like i that's something that i think is uh, maybe, like, unique to me as someone who's read Hamlet several times, but, like, I just think that Hamlet has hot friends. Um, I, I don't know why. I have no, like, foundation for that opinion, but I just think it, and so it's true. Um, so Horatio's super hot. So you show up, and then he listens. He, like, gives support, but he's charming, and he's entertaining. He's well-studied. He's a student, so he's, like, smart and hot and funny and just chill and he's not you know an emotional wreck so you can be um it, it was a great that's a great setup it's a great blind date you've got that kind of um uh an not, anonymity is the wrong word but it's not you're not on a date with a royal so you don't have that kind of level of paparazzi swarming in uh but he's not a nobody he's friends with the prince so like i think that that would be a really fun i also love horatio so much so maybe that's like just clouding my judgment there but i would be that would be my pick would be horatio for the best blind date four best tinder bio okay bear with me here but i think the character that would have the best tinder bio is not mercutio i think it would be ajax from Troilus and cressida also the iliad um <laughs> of homer of homer fame um so here's why i think that if you look at like you know people who are on uh on like that specific dating app um you are looking for instant attraction you're looking for some something in their profile that you're like okay uh ajax is like 
muscles, muscles McGee over here. He's not super bright, so he's definitely going to have some, like, either, you know, Achilles is going to give him some, or probably Patroclus, if we're being honest. Patroclus is going to give him some, like, witty tagline or something for his, that, like, is making fun of him uh, in a subtle way. So girls are like, oh, he's clever. Yeah, okay. And he's super strong. Um, he's a total hero and a total hunk. Um, and I think he would have a lot of success. I don't think he would have a lot of success in, like, the actual follow-through dating world. Um, but if we're looking for, like, one-night uh, hookups, I think Ajax is your guy. Three. Um... Cringiest couple. This one is also super easy for me. It is Bertram and Helena from All's Well That Ends Well. I can't get into that play because uh, they're so cringe. He does not want to be with her. And it's not very often that we see this kind of role reversal in, in Shakespeare's plays or in media in general, where it's really the man who's like, no, no, no. But like they end up getting married um, against his wishes. And then I, I just don't like any play with a bed trick at the end. I don't like it. It is, I don't really think there's much you can do with it if for a 21st century audience that makes it palatable in any way. Um, he's awful to her. He's terrible. Um, and I don't think her pushing that marriage is any better. I think it's, I think it's unhealthy and bad and I just don't like them. Anyway, two, most independent. Um, so which character would kind of have their own or should have their own story? Um, and I'm going to go with Cassandra, again, from Troilus and Cressida. I think that she, and we don't really see her involved in a romance in the play at all, but I think that someone deserving of an independent uh, life, their own story, getting to tell their own story, and just for someone to listen to her. Like, it's all she wants is someone to listen to her and someone to, like, you know, oh, I, I want to give her a whole world of people that will listen to her and, and hear her out and take her advice into consideration and not a bunch of dumb bros who just go into war anyway, even though she told them they're all going to die. And guess what they do? They all die. So... I really want to see Cressida get, you know, her own story and her own independent track. Um, one! Cross-play couple. So which two characters from different plays do I want to see together? I want to see uh, Cleopatra of Antony and Her with Portia from Caesar, Julius style. Um... I didn't really think when I was looking at characters and plays, I didn't really think of the fact that they are in the same universe. They are in the, you know, the Caesar verse. Um, they are both Roman plays. But I just think I was thinking about Portia and how strong she is and how good at communication she needs uh, Brutus to be and how, how she encourages him to, um, like, listen, I know you're up to something. Just tell me. Just tell me what it is. Don't treat me like I'm less than you. Don't treat me like I'm an idiot. Just tell me what is going on. And I think that that kind of dynamic with a Cleopatra who has much more flair for the dramatic and much less capability of communication, uh, proper communication, would be really beautiful 
to see. So if we get this, you know, with how strong and grounded Portia is and then how full of love and emotion and passion Cleopatra is, that's what Portia deserves. She deserves someone who's going to lavishly pour all of her love and affection onto her. And I think that like the two of them together would be such a beautiful balance of strength and emotion and softness and structure and just a, a, a brilliant harmony of love um and love is what season one was all about it was all about romance and that is those would be my choices so if i got to choose my arguments you just heard them um let me know what you think who would you choose for each of these episodes who would be your pick for for all those romance based uh showdowns let us know Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash p2mpod or give us a tweet at twitter.com slash p2mpod. Next week, we are going to be starting season two, which is all about families. So we're looking at sibling dynamics and mothers and fathers and all of those fun things that Shakespeare was so good at writing strong, healthy examples for... Um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's going to get spicy. Uh, again, thank you all for being here. Thank you for hanging around for the last four months. It has been a dream. I love you all. Happy new year. Count it down. Pop that champagne and I'll see you next week. Serious business.